0: welcome to the ibjjf podcast the official podcast of the international brazilian jiu-jitsu federation tune in to hear interviews with the top coaches and athletes in the sport as well as breakdowns and analysis of the biggest events let's dive into this week's episode Welcome back to the IBJJF podcast. My guest today is 2023 Brown Belt absolute absolute world champion and new black belt Hiran Gracie. Hiran, how are you doing today?
1: Very good. Thanks for the invite. It's great talking to you.
0: Of course. So we have to talk about your world's performance, but before we get into that, I actually want to start with some of your performances and some of the events you competed in leading up to the worlds. So at the 2022 worlds 2023 pans and 2023 Europeans, you got bronze at super heavyweight silver in the open class. You had some incredible matches, great moments in those events, and you were so close to getting the gold. What were some of your takeaways from those big tournaments that you competed in?
1: I was very I mean, it was very mentally demanding. It was uh a, a test of my perseverance for sure. Because every single one of the major tournaments I got I got their result, I got second in the in the open class and, and third in the in my weight class. Yeah. So it was always like, you know, on the like almost getting there. So it was uh I knew that I was like, you know. I could definitely win. It was just a matter of fixing those little tiny details, and that's what it counts when you're at you know, the highest level. So, I mean, it was, uh, now that I've won the, the Worlds, I know that I can look back and see that th- those defeats were very important.
0: What were some of those tiny details that you felt like were missing from those performances that you fixed for this Worlds?
1: It's very hard to point, like, a specific thing. I would say that uh, defense-wise, you know, being very I, I don't want to say conservative, but being more careful in terms of defending myself. Right. And not letting my my opponents advance. So that's a, I know a general thing that I, I worked on. And I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a process. Right. There's a lot of things in general. You, you have to evolve in all aspects of your jujitsu mentally, physically, you know, and then physically, all the specific positions that you find yourself on. So I was able to, to work on those every, like in between those major tournaments and learn from them. So, I mean, then everything worked out.
0: What's really interesting to me is that you've consistently gotten better results in the open class. And the open class for lower belts is, is really tough because you do it at the end of the day. So you're probably seven or eight fights deep into the event. So t- tell me about the the perseverance and the focus that you need to succeed in an open class and, and why that's challenging.
1: Yeah. Now, looking back, I'm very proud that I actually have that, the, 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 like these kind of results, because a lot of times people fight the weight class and then they're so upset, you know, if they lose, they're so down that they go into the, the open and then it's very hard for them to do that transition of yeah. mindset and all, now it's the time to, to shine. So every single tournament, and that's what happened also in the world. I was thinking to myself, like, okay, I failed, well, not failed, but I, you know, I didn't get the result that I, I hoped for in the in the weight class. And now this is a, an amazing opportunity for me to, you know, it's a test that now I got to show myself, look, now it's your time to, to change the key, turn the key, right, and, and change your mindset completely. So every single tournament I, I lost on the third. And then when it was time for the open class, I signed up right away, I, I can't even, consider not doing it. And then, you know, I have to change that, that, you know, make that switch on my mind. So I did that every time.
0: When people watch you compete, I think they can see Hodger's influence in your game. You have great pressure, great close guard. You have an awesome cross choke from the mount and like the defense that you talked about too. I know Hodger has great defense. So can you talk about your relationship with Hodger and when you first started training with him?
1: Yeah, Hodger and I were very close. I, I I always go to London every now and then, and I mean he was one of the best of the family, right? His legacy is incredible. This will never be forgotten. So, and he's I mean the tech te- techniques that he teaches they have been tested, right? I mean, it's, yeah. There's no oh does this work or not? <laughs> there's no argument on that, right? It's it's proven. So yeah. it would be very it would be rude of me to to. To not learn from him, you know, not learn from one of the greatest champions in the family. So that's what I do. I, I know I'm very, very close to him. I admire him as a person, as a fighter. You know, especially off the mats, he's a very, very. I mean, I have only good things to, to talk about him.
0: So I believe the last Gracie to win the Brown Belt Open Class was Hodger, and that was all the way back in 2002. So 21 years ago, that's pretty crazy. Talk about yeah. that and what that yeah. means to you to kind of continue that legacy that that Hodger left off with.
1: Yeah, I didn't know actually that that I found out after I, I won, right? Uh, about this, you know, the, this uh, this fact, right? Yeah. And I was very happy. I mean, it's it's a, it's a, it's a it's an amazing feeling to to carry on the legacy and and add to everything that they did, right? Because the family doesn't have to prove anything like anymore, right? We could retire for for men here to come but uh uh, i mean it's for me to to step on the mats and continue there add add on to what they did and now write this you know this next chapter for my family it's priceless yeah
0: so speaking of this next chapter you recently got promoted to black belt you were promoted by kira i believe you mentioned in your post that you were the first gracie promoted by a female gracie family member which is really cool so can you talk about the black belt promotion and just what it meant to you to be promoted by kira yes
1: I mean, Kida, Kida, a lot of people don't know this, but Kida was the first uh, first connection that I had to jujitsu because my grandfather, I mean, my, my uncles already lived in the U.S. Half moved on to California, San Francisco, when I was very young. Hans was already living in New York since I was pretty much, I mean, before I was born. And uh, my dad passed when I was six. So I was only raised by women, very tough women. And Kira was one of them, right? Kira was like my big sister, she was like an aunt. She's my cousin. She tells everybody she's my my aunt, but she's my cousin. We joke. We say that uh, nephews don't, don't cousins don't respect each other, so that's why she calls <laughs> she calls me nephew. But uh, but anyway, she was the first uh, like re- like connection that I had to jujitsu. And I I remember seeing her, you know, coming to, to coming back from tournaments with her medals, and I used to to play with the medals, right. And she was actually the, the the first one, right, of daily training, that that hard regimen of training, and to come back to Brazil, and get the belt from her, it's priceless. Like we got very emotional. It, like a movie passes through my mind when I got it. Even thinking about it now, it's a it's a an amazing like cycle, you know, coming back home, returning home.
0: So, you got your black belt from Kira. You trained with Hodger. I know a lot of the other Gracie family members have had a big impact on you, and they all have their own amazing personalities and have contributed unique things to Jiu Jitsu. So, can you talk about some of the influences you've had from other family members and just kind of what they've bestowed upon you that's helped you so far in your career?
1: Yeah. It's a huge family. It's very hard to, to name. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm sure it's, it's a, a long list. <laughs> yeah, it's a long list. And I, I, I absorb, I try to absorb the best. From each one of them, because they, they are sh- so amazing. I mean, there's such an amazing, not just not jujitsu, but personalities and yeah, and characters of of you know good virtues that I, I really admire. And it's like uh, you know when people talk about like oh you know for kids for example like superheroes right you know wow well, you wanna be like Spider-Man right you wanna be like Captain America or you know this kind of things for me it's like oh you wanna be like hot. you wanna be like like Greg or Hanzo right like all this. My dad and, and, and it's like I'm my family's full of superheroes. So permit yeah. you to pick an example, it's it's a tough one. I mean it's uh, everybody. I'm every single person that I that I had contact with, right? Of course I, I lived in New York for eight years, seven years, then I, I went to London. So Gregor taught me many years, right? Kira when I was little, Hodger recently, and just you know, Igor Halls, all of them just adding, right? So I tried to to get the best from each. Yeah.
0: So I know you didn't have a personal relationship with Carlos and Elio, but they are people that influenced you tremendously as well. You even mentioned when you got promoted that your goal as a black belt was to carry on their legacies and to kind of contribute and give back the same things that they contributed to the, to the community back in the day. So can you talk about Carlos and Elio, what you feel like they contributed to Jiu Jitsu and how you feel like you want to carry on that legacy? Yeah,
1: Carlos and Elio uh, I, I mean, it's, there's no words to describe the the, the job and the defeat the that they were both able to accomplish, right? Yeah. And people sometimes have this, this this like not dilemma, this discussion. Oh, who, who, you know, what came first, or or if there was no Carlos, there wouldn't be an Ellie. And if there's no Ellie, there wouldn't be Carlos, right? So they're both, you know, their 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 strength came combined, their 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 connection as a as a family, as yeah. two brothers, right? and uh so that's the most important of all this brotherhood that they had and this respect that they had among themselves and what they thought people usually would just perceive as jiu-jitsu they move right on bar or you know they sweep use the leverage but it's way beyond that it's it's how jiu-jitsu for them wasn't a tool for just physical it was at this was the last thing that they were considering it was more to transform people's lives right so when i when i got the black belt i said my goal as a black belt is to honor through my actions both of them, Carlos and Elio, as Elio to fight fiercely for this legacy, right, and make the, the next generations exceptional fighters. And as Carlos to you know reignite the philosophy of our of our family, which has guided us for nearly a hundred years. It's going to be a hundred years now on uh, 2025, and to reignite this philosophy, which guided us for nearly a hundred years, and to make those fighters exceptional humans, right? So I think, I mean, I think, no, I'm, I'm sure that that's my goal. That's what I, what I aim, you know, to not only be able to be a great teacher on the mats, but as well as a, you know, a great role model for uh, the next generation to come and, and stand for, for what's right. So I always carry their image on my, my mind. And uh, whenever I'm in a situation of doubt and and considering asking myself what I should do, I ask, you know, what Carlos and Elio would do in this, in this situation. And it always comes up, right?
0: Yeah. So what do you feel like are some of the key components of Carlos's philosophy of what he wanted to pass on to his students?
1: Yeah. The honesty, the respect, all of the good virtues that we, we admire in, in someone, right? When you see someone and say, man, this person, I really admire them, right? And nowadays we have some good examples, but it's very hard for, for us to, like now I, I didn't, you know, live with Carlos personally, right? He passed when I was very young, you know, Elio too. So um, th- th- having them as, a, as, a, as an example of people that they really admire, right? It's very hard to find that nowadays. Like, oh, these this guys, oh my God, this guy is super brave this guy is super respectful, right? You have, we have a few examples of that, right? Now it's uh, some, some, you know, very weird times we're on, right? It's very hard to to find that person that you really admire with social media. There's a lot of illusion. People can portray as, you know, as they wish. So, I mean, all the good virtues, that's what he was, he was teaching. And as I said, Jiu Jitsu was, was the last thing on his mind in terms of uh, techniques, right? The moves that he taught was the, the cherry on top. It wasn't the philosophy was the the real thing behind it.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people are, are just recognizing what Carlos and Elio contributed and just like you said, they they built up the family, they built up all these fighters who all had their own personalities, who all added their own unique contributions to it. So it's it's cool to see people really honor them and and really give them the respect that they're due.
1: Yeah, for sure. It is.
0: So you also teach jiu-jitsu, You don't only compete. You're you're a teacher as well. So can you talk about teaching jujitsu and and how you want to incorporate that into your career?
1: Yes, I find I, I find more um, I, I, f- I have more joy in teaching than than competing. Not that I don't like competing. I love competing, but I, I I feel a lot more joyful seeing someone succeed other than myself. Right? It's 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 definitely a selfless act of teaching someone the things that you don't know the things that made you better, right? made you succeed, you know, a lot of people sometimes want to teach moves and want to hide those moves for themselves or certain details, right? I seen, I have been seen people teach th- uh, things wrong to, to, to be able to uh, like other teachers to be able to have it for themselves. And, uh, you know, teaching, seeing people evolve is a priceless feeling, right? That somehow you had a, a, a powerful impact, a, a beneficial impact on someone's life. It's, uh, it's priceless right and and i find this should be the, the ultimate goal i mean my ultimate goal is not to be a good competitor my ultimate goal is to be a, a good teacher a great teacher and back in the day when people learned jiu they didn't learn jiu just to fight they learned jiu to teach yeah and, and not only you have to it's a different a whole different game you don't have to when you learn to be a good competitor sometimes you're a horrible teacher right i've seen it many times so, so it's something that you have to work on and and adapt onto what your students need your student needs so it's a it's a it's a powerful feeling to to teach someone yeah
0: i think going back to carlos and elio one of their other incredible contributions to jiu-jitsu was that they built good teachers like you were saying like of course they built the great fighters but they also imparted their ways onto future professors and and taught them really how to interact with people how to teach people is that another part of the legacy that that you want to carry on from them is not just create competitors and and good martial artists, but also great teachers.
1: 100%, it's a hundred percent. It's a different um, accomplishment. When you, you, you teach someone how to teach, it's a different thing, right? You have to do that from the start. You're not only teaching them moves, but you're teaching them how to teach those moves, how you taught them, and make them aware of that. Right? Not only moves, but how to... Sometimes your student is very shy, and then you got to make you know work that on him to, to be more of an a, extrovert right yeah mm-hmm. yeah so, so you have to to you know each student you have to focus on them and see what they need in terms of jujitsu moves and and uh personality as well and w- one thing that it goes into teaching that people don't some some people even don't like it i've seen some comments about it that oh you should leave the, the 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 preaching part out of it i'm not preaching right of course but i'm saying uh jujitsu it's not a it's not a a a just for moves right when you teach you're teaching them how to be a better person so uh i've seen that that carlos and eddie did that beautifully where they were able to raise teachers right and some and you know it happened those teachers happened to be fighters as well
0: awesome so i know a lot of people are really excited to watch you make your black belt debut you had such an amazing run at brown belt showed incredible technique so do you have any plans for when you're going to make your black belt debut
1: to be honest with you, I have no plans uh, at the moment for the dates and, 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 and I mean, in that terms, right? Uh, one thing that's guaranteed is that I'll, I'll be competing in the Worlds next year as a Black Belt. So, I mean, that's, that's one thing that I can guarantee that I'll be there. Uh, other, than, other than that, of course, I, I'm hoping to do my, my Black Belt debut a lot sooner than that, right? But no plans yet, nothing. Now I'm just enjoying time with family here in Brazil with this beautiful view. Right, Uh, I'll I'll turn the camera later before we end the (laughs) the the podcast. But just here, spending time with grandma, eating some good food, you know, and just relax.
0: Awesome. Well, congrats on all your success. You've had such an amazing run. I think you're such a great representative of the art, not just with your technique, but also just with your personality and and what you want to contribute beyond just the technical aspect of jujitsu. So, is there anything else you wanted to add before we end the podcast?
1: Well, thank you very much for, for your words. I mean, it's, you know, congratulations to you guys for doing an amazing job. You know, that Jeff is always killing and the people who are saying jujitsu is dead, the Gi is dead, it's a mere, it's a mere lie, it's a mere illusion, right? Yeah, going to be bigger than ever. I think that the, the, you know, there's a lot of beauty in the Gi and, uh, it's a, I mean, it's a beautiful martial art and the, the Gi will never be dead no matter what they say.
0: Awesome. Thank you again for your time. Thanks everyone for watching. We'll see you guys soon for another episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to the IBJJF podcast. Be sure to head over to IBJJF.com for the latest news and events from the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. We hope you enjoyed the show.